Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Road to Pacific City, brought to you by Listen to These Nerds. My name is Harry, and I will be running the game this evening. Joining us to joining me tonight, we have. Hi, my name is Chris, and I will be resuming the role of Marcus Stone, uh, and I'm going to be using the weapon playbook. Hi, I'm Joe, and I'm going to be uh, playing uh, Amanda Crowley. Uh, using the doomed playbook i'm john i'm going to be playing elliot and i'm using the bowl playbook uh, and i'm jonathan i'll be playing Ankh, and my playbook is the transformed and i will be also occasionally popping in as zach the delink using the delinquent playbook but uh that's not very important for right now so last we left our bunch, or rambunctious bunch, uh, they had just almost become mech league, uh, mech fighting league champs, uh, stopped the supervillain, and got their RV super tricked out, and some extra spending money. All in all, not a bad way to start the, to uh, get on the next leg of your adventure. So the next leg is pretty kind of nondescript. It's a lot of driving through sort of the forests of the Appalachian Mountains. You occasionally pass by, like, large-ish cities, but they're not super big. They're not big capitals. Um, but mostly passing through, the drive is fairly nondescript. But after a certain point, it's maybe about, like, you've been on the road now for about maybe almost 48 hours. You're starting to get a little antsy, and cabin fever's kind of settling in a little bit. As you guys uh, slowly make your as you guys make your way through, slowly the forests of the Appalachians gives way to the cities and suburbs that dot the eastern shores of the mighty Potomac River. After you manage to come across a clearing, uh, you manage to see Washington D.C. and its Statue of Liberty si sitting across it, sort of keeping a watchful eye over the city. Turning to cross the river, you soon find yourself entering the Potomac Shipping District. Your RV is suddenly bombarded on all sides by souvenir shops, advertisements for historical tours, and restaurants promoting local favorites like, like crab cakes and pit beef. Making your way through there, Zack eventually manages to pull the RV into a small sort of area nestled kind of in between the shipping district, and what you can tell from looking out the window is the National Mall based on the sort of amount of stonework that you see ahead. Zach pulls into a parking spot and basically says, Alright, I need to pick some stuff up in the city, and I'm going to stretch my legs. And afterwards, I want to get, like, some good lunch. I'm kind of tired of eating stuff that's all been on the gas station roller. Uh, shouldn't take more than an hour. Other than that, anything you guys want to do in that time, feel free. Uh, just make sure there's at least somebody here checking out the thing to make sure nobody, you know, comes in here and rifles through the stuff. Sound good? Sounds great. I still can't believe you convinced me to eat something called a cheese log. Ugh. Amanda's just holding her stomach. Uh, yeah. If anything, I think I'm studying you a bit closely, as if wondering how anybody could eat something like that and survive. Like, I told you I would have shared it with you, but no, I mean, you only had half the cheese log. We shared it. Yeah, except that I'm pretty sure that it was a meal for four. Ugh. <sighs> <laughs> and Meanwhile, that's why Elliot I... has three uh, cheese log wrappers next to him. <laughs> mm. And like, like you know, I, I I really gotta stop judging things based on whether or not he can eat them. And I point over to uh, <laughs> John's character. His... Um, yeah. Um, I just uh, make a mental note for myself. Uh, yeah. Basically, um, 
Elliot is not a reliable method of standard measuring for, you know, any type of food consumption. Oh, come on. You can take a cue from Elliot. You know, really mix up that gut flora and fauna. Make yourself more mm. resilient. Or so I think the internet's told me. If I eat another cheese log, there's going to be an extinction level event in my stomach. <laughs> well, that's why we stopped. Now we can get good lunch. Oh, uh, and with I, that, I kill for a salad. Uh, and with that, Zach is going to like knock on the uh, the sunroof and be like, Hey, Ogg, um, you good up there? Oh, yeah, it's great. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to be back in like probably 30 minutes. After that, we can kind of figure stuff out a bit more. But uh, yeah, see you guys in a bit. And uh, with that, Zach leaves the keys to you guys and then proceeds to just get off the RV and heads off into the city. So what are you guys going to get up to while Zach is away? Um, hmm. you know, I'm still, you know, I, she, uh, Amanda looks out the window. I've always wanted to see the Statue of Liberty here. You know, I'm, my friend said that this is the real one, but I don't know. The pictures of the one in New York, hmm. I don't know. I just, I feel like the lights, it hits, it, it, and she, and she point, like, leans out further. Yeah, you know, I just can't tell. I will say that, um, uh, unlike the Statue of Liberty in New York, uh, this one is actually sort of stainless steel colored. It's more sort of a metallic hue rather than the, um, oxidized copper look. Hmm. Hmm. Some people say that because of that, that one has to be the the decoy and that the the statue the other one in new york is real other people say it's the opposite again a lot of stuff being talked about oh yeah i'm tired of being cramped up in here i'm gonna go for a walk well uh safety in numbers i think it would be maybe a good idea to move as a group just in case i mean sure Let's see if there's anywhere around here that actually has a non-wafer based salad and uh, Amanda's gonna uh, uh, put on her coat, uh, close the door, and do a little hand thing o over the handle, and then uh, walk out of the RV. Okay, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go along with. Uh, Ankh, Elliot, what are your plans? Uh, one of us should stay back. Uh, I can do that. Hmm. Nah, I'm sure Zach's figured out some, I don't know, security thing for this. He did leave you guys the keys, so if you all want to leave, you can, like, lock up and just leave the RV there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Come on, Ogg. Question, are we legally no. parked? Yes, you are legally parked. <laughs> good, that, that's good. an important question about whether we leave the car or not. Hmm. All right. In that case, uh, yeah, I'm going to offer to hold on to the keys. All right. Okay. Uh, so sounds fun. And Ankh actually uh, kept... or requested to keep the custom-made jumpsuit that he got uh, in the last city after the mech mm. fight. Yes. Um, the rest of you didn't, didn't really have need for yours. Maybe you kept them out of sentimental value, but this is like Ankh's kind of first and only piece of clothing. Mm. <laughs> so he's, yeah. he's going to wear it around. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, otherwise, you're kind of naked all the time. Yes. Also, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make him any less conspicuous, but he feels better <laughs> when he's wearing it. Oh, you gotta okay. go get him like one of those like I heart like the the biggest possible size like I heart DC shirts. <laughs> Ankh, you want me to maybe make that a little less <clears throat> conspicuous? Um, if you think it would help, is this place uh, safe for 
Supers? Oh yeah, I'm sure it's fine. This... Okay. I, so look, it's... if anybody gives you trouble, I'll just get Elliot to throw them on, on top of a building. Thanks. I'm, I, I, I'm pretty sure most of the... We're still in the same country, right? Yes, you're still in New America. So as far no, as no, you know... No, no, that was an in-character question. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, we're so still... Yes. Yeah. yeah, and they were fine with uh, us last time. We're not in that... Um, what is it? That uh, other area where they hate superheroes or something? What, Detroit? No. Um, uh, did we name that actual area the No Super Zone? Um, is are you referring to the Great Lake territories or yeah, that's... okay, mm -hmm. the Great Lake territories? Yeah. Yes. No, we still have some ways to go before we're in the Great Lake territories. Ugh. Yeah. So you should be fine. Okay. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to unleash my powers. Okay. Uh, what are you trying to do? Um, I'm going to use uh, body transmutation to change the uh, suit that Ankh is wearing. All right. Which is so body transmutation for me is I'm I am I'm essentially saying is my ability to affect do like cosmetic magic. Mm, your glamours, basically. Yeah. Huh? That is plus freak. Thankfully, my freak is zero, so that's an eight. All right. Uh, so your effect is either uh, so you either mark a condition, or I tell you how the power is unstable or temporary. Um, I'm gonna mark guilty because I feel bad that uh, she realized and Amanda realized after she said it that she felt like she was being a little bit like. Hey freak, let me fix what you look like. Mm. And 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 she definitely didn't mean that, but inside she feels like that she kind of implied it. So. And even if Ankh understood, you know, you met, had the best intentions, you still felt bad. Yeah. So the so um, it uh, I I essentially explained it as looking like a Power Rangers jumpsuit before. Mm -hmm. Um. Now I think it'll probably it's still gonna look weird. Uh. Considering he's wearing like a full helmet, um, but I'm gonna make it a little bit more like a uh, like you're on, like he's a motorcycle drive. Like he has wearing like a very sleek, like he's wearing it's like a motorcycle helmet, and then like the kind of outfit you would wear if you were like a professional professional motocross person or something. Right, right. So like a, a racing suit almost. Yeah, it's more okay. like a racing suit now versus like a incredibly color saturated jumpsuit. Yeah. Uh, question: Is Ankh actually still wearing the helmet, or uh, is like is that part of the the suit, or is Ankh like just wearing the suit itself? He'd probably take the helmet off because um, it it does like it, it's built for a person. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Joey, if you'd like, uh, because Ankh's not wearing the helmet, I will allow you to basically alter what you make uh, want it to look like. I mean, if Ankh wants to show his face, then then Amanda is not going to do anything about it. Right. I mean, it's not gonna be like here. Put this paper bag well, over. Your I, I just mean so. like maybe you make the the suit just look like uh, a pair of like a t-shirt and pants, basically. Something oh like yeah, that. if I can do that, sure. I I, I figured that you know, it would be somewhat limited, but sure. Yeah, I'll I'll make it look. Yeah, I'll make it look like. Uh, I guess I'll ask Ankh, like Ankh, what do you want it to look like? Um, and he'll just look out the window of the the RV and see like all the kind of tourists milling around the shops. Um. Uh, uh, just like the people outside. All right, Cat tan khakis, Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirt, shirt, yeah, and, and big ass <laughs> camera. 
Awesome. Ooh. <laughs> and a hat. There's got to be a hat. Oh, we can uh, uh, buy him a hat. Yeah, the hat yeah. is something you get. That's the that's the yeah, souvenir. The, that, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah the I can't replicate the souvenir, unfortunately. <laughs> They'll know. People will look at it and be like, "That's not yeah. a real iHeart DC hat." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, so... this guy doesn't heart DC. <laughs> 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 All right. So, like Zach said, you probably got like thirty to forty-five minutes before he gets back. Uh, but yeah, you guys are kind of right on the edge of what is the Potomac Shipping District, which, as I described, is a very touristy spot. And then sort of to a couple blocks down the road, you can see sort of the beginning of the National Mall. So what would you guys like to get up to? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, let's go to the mall. All right. Yeah, let's get a hat. Browsing for a moment, if only to stretch our legs for a little. All right. So as you guys, you guys head up a couple blocks from where the RV is parked and make sure it's locked, all that jazz. Uh, as you sort of get closer into view, the full breadth of the National Mall finally sort of opens up to you. There is a large, it is a large, probably several city block wide um, area with several sort of very regal looking buildings with sort of um, Roman style columns. Uh, but you see that amongst all the white stone that's being that was used to build it, there are these large jagged sections of black stone that appears to be sort of filling in areas like they were sort of uh, done over with spackle, but this black stone instead. And there's bits and pieces of this like all over the National Mall. All of the buildings seem to have some degree of it or another. Um, Looking across the reflecting pool, you actually see what is now the Survivor's Monument that was previously the Washington Monument, which has been effectively reduced in size after what looks to be something broke the top half of it off quite violently. Uh, hmm. They haven't rebuilt it, but around the base, there is now a sort of like, again, made out of that black stone. Maybe it's onyx of some variety of that. But around the black stone, there is basically this sort of uh, ring of people that is around the monument that sort of shows them with very sort of defiant fists raised in the air um, thing, which dedicates them to the members of the Directorate Resistance Network that existed in D.C. during the rise and fall of the Directorate, which is all explained in a sort of handy-dandy placard that you guys managed to track down. The Black Stone was used to fill in areas of the National Mall that were damaged during both the fighting of the Directoriate and the fighting that occurred after the leader of the Directoriate, Paragon, was defeated, that sort of created the impetus for a mass push to basically stop the Directoriate for good. And the Blackstone was basically brought in to make sure that, you know, uh, DC would always remember the sacrifices made by these people to ensure the rights and freedoms for all. Looking around... As... Mm. Yes? Go ahead, Chris. Okay, uh, as we're reading all of this, like, I'm actually taking great interest in reading all of this with great detail. And all of you can tell. Um, are we gonna look at monuments, or are we gonna go get some real food? Well, Zach uh, did say that he wanted to get lunch when he got back, so maybe you can get we, something... At the very least, we gotta scope out a place. So that I don't end up going to some place that Zach found on the way to wherever he went. Yes, he may uh, he may find a place that sells cheese logs. Just don't the... don't don't say that, and um, Amanda, have... don't bring it up. Amanda's holding your stomach. And... <laughs> hey not... guys, have you heard about this restaurant, D Cheese Emporium? 
Okay. Uh, let us find something with actual vegetables in uh, their menu. Um, unfortunately, the one thing about the National Mall is that it is kind of devoid of the sort of restaurant thing. The whole area is both dedicated to both the monuments of American history and also the monuments of the anti-directorate um, fighting that took on here. If you want to find a restaurant, your best bet would probably be to backtrack to the uh, the Potomac Shipping District. They Wait, th almost... this isn't a real mall? <laughs> Amanda <laughs> raises her arms and looks around, realizing that... She's like, she heard the term, she saw the sign that said, the mall, and she's like, this isn't even a mall! <laughs> <laughs> mall in the classical sense. Uh, at this point, she just sits down, she's like, I don't even care, I'll just wait for Zach to get back. Alright. Um, well, so, um, do you just kind of storm off and have everyone try and force behind you, or, or are you No, like... she, she just looks for the closest bench and just sits down, looking <laughs> dejected and defeated. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Marcus, you go around, you yes. start studying the placards, uh, you kind of drag everyone on a walking tour around the National Mall, um, okay. you sort of see a lot of things, uh, you sort of see the Abraham Lincoln Memorial, uh, mm. you see Galvin's Park, which is a park that was dedicated to the hero that defeated Paragon, and again, created the sort of massive push that allowed for the Directorate to finally be toppled. Uh, yeah, right. there's, like, a lot of history here, and you get the feeling that, you know, you also see signs for museums, and, you know, oh, that's the Capitol building over there, like, there's a lot of history here, and, oh, man, you kind of wish you had more time to really, like, soak in and sort of really read all about this. Right, yeah, like, um, I will say that, uh, every so often, um, yeah, I'm just, as we're going along, I'm realizing something, and I'm just, like, uh, yeah, basically... Uh, just staring at everything with rapt attention, like, all of you can see that back in Liberty City, maybe he took a passing interest in a few things here and there, but reading up on this, like, old history stuff related to the Directoriate, like, Marcus looks absolutely enraptured by everything that you guys are reading and learning about. Alright, uh, Elliot, Ankh, I haven't heard from you guys. What are you guys doing during this, uh, during effectively Marcus's walking tour of the, uh, the, of, uh, the National Mall? Ankh's got his various sensory organs on lock looking for a hat. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, you do see a couple hats, a lot of ones of, like, you know, very touristy stuff. Uh, unfortunately, again, you're at the National Mall this is not really the area um, where you'd go for them. You'd probably be able to get one if you went into like one of those museums, but you don't really have a lot of time going forward. Yes. Also, Ankh doesn't have any money. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, aside from that, like Ankh led an extremely sheltered life before leaving Florida. Like he doesn't really know anything about the history of the United States mm -hmm. um, and very much about superheroes. So this is like like, it, it's a lot for him, and he's kind of, like, you know, kind of paying attention, but also, like, a little overwhelmed. Yeah. All right. And Elliot, what about you? I mean, Elliot is, like, moderately interested in, like, the history of the country, just because it's, like, a thing he doesn't know about. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I will say that he, he's definitely more interested in, like, the mech-based uh, um, monument. Where's yes. the mech history? Uh, that would be in the Smithsonian Museum. It actually advertises, like, come see our new renovated uh, history of mechanical armor uh, in uh, New America. Mm. 
Does it give any indication of things like uh, prices for the museum? Like, is it a by donation type system similar to... Uh, not know? out here. You'd probably have to go inside to sort of, like, um, mm. figure stuff out. But again, you know, you've only really got 30 minutes, and the National Mall is really big. Like, all of this walking, like, Marcus, you've easily covered, like, a couple kilometers just sort of walking around the perimeter, basically. Mm. So I'll imagine that you guys end at the Abraham Lincoln Memorial, which, as the name implies, does not contain the statue of Abraham Lincoln that the memorial usually did, but now contains the presidential mech uh, Air Force Maximum, mm -hmm. uh, which is said that if the country is ever to be thrown into absolute chaos, uh, the president has the ability to activate this mech and pilot it to defend uh, his country. Mm. Fortunately, the uh, previous uh, the statue was destroyed during directorate fighting uh, sometime in about some a few decades ago. All right. But yeah, by the time you get there, it's probably pretty reasonable around that time that like Zach said that they uh, that he'd be back. So I assume that like you guys start heading back to the RV. Sure. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to head back to the RV because, you know, I don't want to, you know, miss each other and, uh, you know, cause problems. All right, so you manage to get back to the RV and you immediately sense that something's wrong because the RV is listing to the side a little bit. I check the tires? Uh, you do. You find Zack looking at the tires, sort of looking beside them. You notice that he's got a bunch of like gross like bags from hardware stores. Uh, you see like a piece of PVC pipe that's sticking out of it. Uh, a paintball gun and a bunch of other like small things that he's crammed in there. And he's sort of crouching down and looking at the tires. And he's going like, "What the?" And he looks over and sees you and says, "What the? What happened?" What do you mean? What happened? We left the RV to take a look around town. Is something wrong? Well, did nobody stay here? We took the keys with us. Do you always leave somebody in your car when you leave it? I mean, I do when it's this friggin' expensive and this happens and. Zach gestures at basically the RV has like three wheels. So there's one in the front and then two sort of side by side in the back. All of the wheels on the like left side of the RV have been completely shredded, like not popped, not like things like these look like somebody like shoved them into a wood chipper for a little bit. How? What? Why? That's what I've been trying to figure out. Like, <sighs> Like, if what? it was just one tire, we could reasonably put on the spare, but three? And it's parked! All right. Um, what What do we do now? You guys look around, see if you can figure out what the hell did this. I'm going to go inside. I'll start looking up some places and see if we can't field some replacements. And All with right. that, Zach goes over, like, asks for the keys back and heads into the RV to do some research. So what is it that you guys are going to do? Uh, time to investigate the crime scene. All right. Mm, yeah. All right. So what would you say is, um, can we do assess the situation for this? Um, I'm actually going to say that this is something that kind of you can do with your like implicit powers, just because mm. otherwise it's sort of that. So. Um, Elliot, you're able to, like, these, because there's not really, like, assess the situations for, like, finding clues, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so, Elliot, uh, but basically, here's what I'm going to tell you. So, Elliot, Marcus, and Ankh, looking around the RV, you can't find any 
instance of anything that could be used to pierce these things. No blade marks, no bullet holes, no, you know, like claw markings, anything. It's like these things are shredded. Amanda, I'm going to say that you instinctively feel this very faint amount of magic in the air. Something magical happened here fairly recently, and you're not entire, but and it definitely was the thing that caused these tires to pop. Uh, is it uh, like a so? Is Amanda is, able to uh, discern what type of magic? Like, can she tell if it's like a curse? Like, did we get cursed, or did did like an imp run up and start stabbing at our tires? I'm going to say that yes, you can, and it is a very familiar set of magic to you as you realize that perhaps someone has taken an interest in your little journey and is making it their business to make sure that you're delayed as much as possible. Um, Amanda will not say anything and look at it and say, hmm. <laughs> There's hmm. definitely a problem here. Yeah. Man, I wonder why someone would do this. She said <laughs> very unconvincingly. <laughs> um, actually, so if it's magic, does Elliot get a buzz off of it? A little bit, but it's very faint. Uh, well, I mean, how... you wouldn't be able to identify it. Is the thing, yeah. right? You, you'd that... kind of feel it, it would be like uh, like a Lacroix, like a taste of Lacroix for magic, right? Like it is a banana that's in the adjacent room in terms of like the amount of power that you could suss out from this. But Elliot cannot uh, like you know determine different magics. For you, magic is magic. Yeah, but so, like, does all, he know it's that food. it's magic? Is, is the question. Yes, I will say that. Okay. It's faint, but it is there, and you can kind of sniff it out. All right, yeah, so Elliot will, will say, I think whatever did this was magic. I'm getting a bit of a buzz off of it. Uh, Amanda, after remembering that Elliot can <laughs> detect magic, she's like, oh, yeah, 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 uh, like right there. She like points randomly at like a position like, oh, yeah, you know, there's actually some magic right there. Uh, maybe it's like an imp or something. Oh, there's just magic <laughs> fucking everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Oh crap, you can sense magic shit. shit, 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 shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see if anything. If it's like a curse or something, so another a bad thing will happen. So we should probably just keep our eyes peeled, you know? So a couple minutes go by, and Zach comes out of the RV, uh, and he kind of like puts his phone in his pocket and says, All right, so good news, bad news. Good news, I was able to find someone that can source us the extra tires. And it's not going to eat into our budget too, too much, thanks to that wonderful little purse we managed to get from uh, the Sharks. The bad news is they can't get us the tires until tomorrow morning at the earliest. So we're kind of stuck here for the next day at least. Can we still stay in the RV with it having no tires on one side? Eh, if you don't mind a little bit of a tilt, yeah. Uh, we might have to jack it up a little bit if that's going to bother some people. I sleep in a hammock. All right. Well, I don't mind the delay. It does put us back a little bit, but not inconceivably so. Well, I mean, it's better than getting in a car accident. True. Y'all, so, um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty hungry. Y'all want to get some crab cakes? And Zach points to a nearby restaurant that is Washington DC food. Like, uh, is that the name of the place? Yes. <laughs> Do they have salad? They do, in fact, have a salad. Oh, thank God. You know what? Sure, I'll eat anywhere as long as I don't have to eat anything. You know what? I'm not even going to go into it. <laughs> the only option is uh, blue cheese, and it is covered in blue cheese. Just smothered in the shit. It's mm -hmm. murdered in blue cheese. 
No, it's a, it's a fairly, like, you know, it's a kind of kitschy restaurant, very tourist-focused. You know, got the specialties of, like, you know, Maryland seafood and their specialty Old Bay crab cakes. All right. So as you guys are sort of um, eating, Zach is going to be like, mm-hmm. so we're kind of stuck here for a little bit. Uh, does anybody want to go see the mech exhibit at the Smithsonian? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I kind of look at Elliot just a little surprised that he answered so quickly. <laughs> but um, uh, then I wouldn't mind, given that we have time to kill. It, we may as well enjoy the sights while we're here. Huh. Uh, Amanda has had their mouth full of life. <laughs> Sounds fun. Oh, wow. I, I kind of figured I'd have to, like, pull your guys' arms a bit more about that. But, uh, yeah, all right. Hell yeah. Let's go. And uh, so, yeah, um, lunch goes pretty uneventfully. Uh, Amanda, you are eating quite light because of uh, obvious other reasons. Other than that, you can get, like, a variety, like I said, a variety of kind of, like, local favorites. But uh, it goes by uneventfully. <clears throat> and once you guys have sort of finished paying up the bill... Uh, Zach kind of gleefully leads you guys along back to the National Mall to the Smithsonian. You know, Elliot, you're not supposed to eat the shell, too. Oh, sorry. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's like calcium or something. I just don't think that this guy even looks at the plate. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna lie. If I could just eat whole foods like chicken and stuff like that, I'd totally do it. Getting everything off the bones is such a goddamn ordeal. Oh, okay, well, next time there's a fresh chicken, I'll let you uh, stuff it right in your mouth. No, don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, you guys managed to head back to the National Mall, uh, and and Zach basically uses that bank account that he kind of mentioned uh, last session to sort of pay you guys for admission. He does try and, like, get as many people to bring out their uh, high school IDs so that he can try and get the student discount. Uh, doesn't work too well when he gets to Elliot and Ankh and Marcus, though. Yes. No, come on. You're like, you're uh, 16, right, Marcus? Uh, especially because Marcus has a driver's license that says he's, like, 21. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just looking at you in confusion. Wait, is a high school ID something else that is required by everyone to have? No, but it's useful in situations like that. Two high school students and three general admission, please. And so with that, he pays for your way. And you guys have now entered into the Smithsonian. Uh, specifically, you have entered into the uh, Smithsonian's um, flight, aeronautics, and, of course, mech uh, wing of the museum. There's actually two separate Smithsonian's. One is general history, and one seems to be more the um, the mechanics side of things. And you guys are in that one. Neat. Okay. So heading in, there are three sort of different wings of the museum that you can go through. Uh, one of them, as I said before, is the uh, the aeronautics section, which seems to cover sort of flight and other sort of uh, fixed wing flight. Uh, there's also a space section that deals with the U.S. space race, uh, and then the Directorate space race, and then the New America space ra- uh, advances in space technology. And then the third wing is the mech wing of the museum. So, which one would you guys like to start with? Um, I'm fine with going in chronological order and seeing how, you know, technology progresses and stuff. Alright. Yeah, Amanda's just kind of going along for the ride. She's not particularly interested in history, but... Mm. 
All right. Well, I assume with um, Marcus kind of taking charge, you guys mm-hmm. first head into the aeronautics section. And this one details a lot about like the beginnings of flight. It talks about, you know, the various flying machines of antiquity, uh, talks about Bernoulli's principle, talks about the first fixed wing flight with the Wright brothers, uh, then as well, you know, flights that were made around the world, like in Brazil. Uh, eventually, sort of going through the ages of flight, you know, the first transatlantic flight, uh, the beginnings of fighter planes during wars, uh, the beginning of the jet program, capitalizing on sort of, it, you know, achievements in flights, like, like the first transatlantic flight, uh, the first full passenger flights, and eventually sort of concluding on sort of a where is everything now, talking about sort of the latest inject technology and the large um, Airbuses that are developed for shit of being people in um, in-flight, in, in air transit. Hmm. Hmm. Man, they really need to bring back, like, biplanes. Those things were so cool looking. Uh, considering the way you drive, I don't think handing you the the reins to a rickety wooden piece of shit like that is safe not only for uh, you but for anyone on the ground up below you talking about I've literally this entire time I've only gotten into one accident and it wasn't my fault how long have we been on the road a couple days yeah okay well I'll let that record speak for itself (sighs) all right Moving on, you then make your way into the space uh, program. This one starts much, much earlier, starting in sort of the early 60s with the Sputnik launch, and then eventually sort of detailing the American side of the space race. So the Mercury, uh, the first, you know, uh, manspites, space satellites, the beginning of satellites, uh, the Mercury program, the... Um, sorry, I just need to double check one thing. Uh, talking about sort of other things... Uh, talks about the first American moon landing, which was, you know, uh, they've got like this big exhibit that shows like actual televised footage of the moon landing. So it's got that real nice, like, you know, grainy sound effect of old film reel, uh, oh, you know, like, real transcripts from the actual moon landing. Uh, and then around the time it starts getting into the 1970s, it talks about uh, the Directorate space program. Uh, basically, it was a lot of building off of stuff that the Americans had done before. Uh, they also landed on the moon, though there's some debate that this is, this is where a lot of people are kind of skeptical because the Directorate was fairly fond of using propaganda uh, to manipulate things. So there is a very large section in the museum that talks about how there aren't a lot of records that confirm that they actually did land on the moon, but there are a lot of, like, you know, propaganda that's put out uh, you know, televised recordings that show that they did. So it's one of those things that people are a bit more skeptical about. See, right. I don't get why they don't just get Steel Eagle to fly up there and check. I uh, don't know if Steel Eagle's suit is pressurized to survive the vacuum of space. Also, it would take so long. Like, I, I think you can only go, like, 60 miles an hour. It would take, like, hours. Yeah. I mean, that's what we pay taxes for, right? Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> check on I mean, moon landings. Um, but yeah, going through that, you then end up in the, um, you basically end up going into like the new America space program, which is talking all about like, you know, it's advances in satellites, (laughs) (laughs) just mechs holding rocket ship. (laughs) It's a mech throwing a rocket into space. Oh my God. Yeah. Just like doing a baseball pitch and throwing a fucking rocket into space. 
Yeah, for the most part, um, with the exception of a couple like rover landings on Mars uh, and on the moon and relanding on the moon, uh, there haven't really been a lot of manned space flights in New America. But you know, the country is only about. 30-ish years old, so there's still a lot of things that they're sort of getting under wraps uh, and figuring out. Also, their space program kind of relied on Cape Canaveral, which is no longer part of their country. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Trying to launch stuff out of South Carolina is a lot harder than uh, Cape Canaveral. Hmm. And then, uh, after sort of making your way through that, you end up in the mech exhibit. And the mech exhibit is really interesting. Um, mostly because it sort of goes through this history of this, like, effectively a weapon that was more or less used to push back the Directorate and sort of gave power to the common man as the nice universe, uh, placard things. What's really funny, what's really interesting is that there is actually a mech design before that was made, uh, before the standardized mech patterns were created by, uh, that was like, you know, effective because these the, ones the mass were production model or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the thing with the before models is that they didn't utilize the particular components that allowed for them to be made lighter and to be made easier. So they're these big, hulking, like, giant metal suits uh, that are, like, you can clearly see, like, hydraulics and springs. It looks like it was basically made of, like, uh, like an old, like, a car that was basically torn apart. The museum notes that they were effectively called coffins because more often than not, while they did like enhance the user's strength, they were so big and so slow that most people just kind of, it just made them giant targets for directorate forces. And depending on who exactly you were facing, some of them, uh, when the person was killed, actually caused the suit to seal them inside of it. And hence the reason why they were given that rather grim nickname. Mm. Um... The mass-produced model, however, is very much sleeker. Uh, it talks a lot about the uh, the turbo encabulator, which is the device that allowed them to miniaturize the power source and allowed them to use much more effective uh, like mechanisms for amplifying a person's strength. And then as you kind of see throughout the years, you can see the models getting sleeker and more refined. Uh, you eventually see, and eventually, around the time that the Directorate falls, it has this little exhibit about like the last like, combat suit made to fight the Directorate, which is the actual suit itself, not just a picture. Uh, and then from there, you can kind of walk through this interactive exhibit that shows you all of the different applications that the suits have now sort of branched off in. So you can see sort of the industrial mechs that focus more on, like, power drive and stuff like that. You've got the, the combat mechs that have the, the weapon attachments. And then you also have sort of, like, consumer mechs. Uh, and, of course, you can also see that there is a uh, a picture of, like, Steam Driver showing, you know, again, the sort of spirit that, uh, the things that these suits allow people to do. Mm -hmm. Man, I can't believe, like, I, I know I've read about the Turbo Encabulator before, but it's it's so weird that just that one thing manages to actually fix it. It's wild. Yeah, really interesting. Uh. It's remarkable how... One device like that can so completely change the course of American history. Yeah. So uh, I mean, gonna... I gotta give them credit. They uh, they did their best with what they had. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, I'm gonna say that going through the entire museum, uh, based on how Marcus and Elliot were reacting, this is like a, a long time that you guys are in this museum. Like by the time you get out, it is starting to be like kind of early-ish dinner time. 
and so when you guys sort of leave the museum, uh, Zach's like, oh, oh, damn, thanks, guys. That was a lot of fun. Uh, is anyone else hungry again? I don't think I'm going to be hungry for a while, honestly. The salad wasn't even to fill me up. I just wanted my mouth to stop being so oily. Question, how long ago did we eat? Uh, this has been like five-ish hours, and you guys have been walking the whole time. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I suppose that another, uh, pit stop would be agreeable. Does anybody have any preferences? One, one quick question before we continue on in this scene. I have to know, did Ankh stop by the gift shop and get a hat? Ah! You know what? I'm gonna say that because she was so bored, Amanda joined Ankh on his hat quest. Ooh! <laughs> yes, absolutely. Alright, so yeah, uh, Ankh, you go into the gift shop... Uh, yeah, there's not only hats, you got t-shirts, you got, like, buttons, you've got pins, you've got posters. You know, I think, just because... They've got little tiny plush mechs. (laughs) Adorable. Maybe not not what we need right now. I think, like, Ankh has kind of a mixed-up idea of how to blend in. You know, like, people are wearing these, like, Hawaiian shirts, there's all of this, like, bling around... You know, he could go for, like, a boring old bucket hat and wear something, like, totally bland that no one would t- give a second look at. But because there's all of this, like, fantastic, colorful stuff, he's like, oh, that's what I need to wear in order to fit in, right? I have to be the biggest and most colorful thing around. And so, uh, yeah, I think he's just going to go, like, maybe there's, like, a, a big, like, you know, 10-gallon hat with the stars and stripes on it. I'm going to say the most like the like the most thing in there is a hat that is designed to look like the top of one of the cockpits on one of the older models. So it has got like this foam construction of like a cockpit around the hat. Oh my god. So there's that. There is also of course, yes, there is a like 10 gallon hat that is um sort of like branded with the Smithsonian logo on it. Mm, okay. The you- foam con- construction thing sounds fun, but also, like, super impractical. <laughs> mm. He knows he's going to have to take this off at some point. Um, so he's going to go for the cowboy hat. All right. The cashier uh, barely blinks an eye, like, just kind of does the transaction. You get the feeling that you're not the most, ob- not, like, that she's dealt with so many the tourists that, you know, like, nothing phases her anymore. Oh, we've got asking you for to see a manager or something. Yeah. That, that makes them feel great. Oh, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day. Thank you for stopping by. Amanda and then like up. 10 seconds later, she goes, wait a minute. <laughs> but I like to think that she goes, wait a minute, when we're already out the door and we don't hear her. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah totally. Like, like you guys have left yeah. and then all of a sudden it clicks and she's like, huh. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Hat quest complete. It's like, yeah. So you come out of the museum and Zach's like, oh, hey, Unc, nice hat. Thanks. Uh, well, I mean, we could walk all the way back to the shipping district, but, like, apparently, according to what I've been reading online, uh, most of the good food in the city is in the Chinatown, and that's only, like, a block over. Oh, I'd love to check that out. Uh, Amanda's actually excited for once. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like, I follow someone on, um, Pinsta, uh, and she she holds her phone up, and, like, ah, she gets all of her best stuff from, the, from uh, Chinatown. We should check it out. <laughs> oh, so apparently food is the way to your heart, just not cheese logs. Oh my god. <laughs> Please. Okay, okay, let's get going, let's get going. 
Alright, so yeah, like I said, it's not a very, like, far walk from the, uh, the from where you are to Chinatown. Um, supposedly, you pass by, like, the, supposedly, according to, like, the map that Zack has pulled up on his phone, you pass by, like, the headquarters of some, like, New America supergroup, but all you see when you look around is a bunch of, like, dull office buildings, so maybe the map's a bit out of date, you're not sure. Hmm. But... As you start moving into Chinatown proper, almost immediately, it's like you've entered into an almost entirely different city. Um, whereas before, the uh, like the mood you were getting was either like touristy kitsch or like you know very formal, you know, uh, you know memorials, um, like remembrance. Chinatown is bustling. You see people just sort of walking like all around is these large crowds. Everything kind of feels slightly claustrophobic because the buildings are so high up and there's these sky bridges that link building to building. And you just get this entire sense of like this super lived in community. As you're walking around, you see like, you know, again, little souvenir shops, but you also see like a bunch of salary men sitting at a uh, like moving into restaurants that have clearly just gotten off of work. Uh, you see, like, you hear, like, dozens of conversations, some of which are in entirely different languages, uh, and the smell of just, like, good cooking fills the air, like, spices, meat, oil, and heat, and it just fills the entire air with stuff, and it's sort of overwhelming compared to what you guys have been through before. Oh my gosh, look at those shoes! Uh, I'm, Amanda's gonna start walking around talking to people, and asking like where did you get these like are these are these handmade oh yeah and it seems like the people are like super friendly actually like mm -hmm. they like when you stop to talk about someone it's like oh these shoes oh there's this place on sixth just over there about a block up and hang a right uh you want to talk to a guy named lee he's the one that can get you the best deals trust me you don't want to talk to his brother his brother is ugh, awful but yeah no he's always got good stuff going on uh a lot of his stuff he's even got a couple like custom models but those are usually a bit more on the expensive side but super good quality super worth it all right well uh, yeah amanda is, is having like completely changed her entire demeanor for the day is just going to keep talking to random people about things and like their various like outfits and looks and such yeah uh zach is gonna like lean over to marcus and be like i think that's the most she's emoted on this entire trip so far she's doing things with her mouth that i haven't seen her do before it's going up instead of down <laughs> yeah it's not too often that you see her crack a smile oh uh, all right uh big guy and zach is gonna like tap the uh tap like elliot's chest you seem to be the one that's the big eater, so um, can we follow your nose, as it were? Yeah, so uh, uh, if you're giving the, the reins uh, to Elliot, he's going to um, uh, like look around until he finds like a buffet that uh, we can go to. Ah, yes. All right, so I'm going to say that you're not... Uh, that that actually takes a bit of time. Like, you're going to have to talk to a couple people, because... Uh, uh, surprisingly, there's not like a lot of buffet-style restaurants in Chinatown. Eventually, you do manage to hear about one, and you start making your way over there. And I'm assuming along the way, Amanda is just like talking with people and just being incredibly energetic. Yep. All right. Uh, Marcus, I'm going to say that as you guys are walking through, you're basically the first one to really notice it. Uh, you're being followed. Okay. Um... 
So I'm guessing that just my natural instincts sort of kick in and makes me realize that there's somebody tailing all of us. Yeah, you you tend to keep your head on a pretty good swivel at all times, sort of like a, a byproduct of you, like you know how you've been living. So yeah, you you begin to realize pretty quickly that you're being tailed by somebody. So okay, so as we're walking along, can I get a read on these people, like who it is, how many of them there are, what they look like? Yeah. Uh, so you basically go over to like a place that's selling like souvenirs, and you find like a little sunglasses stand. Uh, and using yeah. the little mirror on the sunglasses stand, you're able to like get a good oh, look yeah. at them without actually turning around. Uh, okay. It's three men, all wearing very look to be well tailored business suits. Uh, the man, there is one man who has sort of like a, you'd say almost like grayish hair, bit older looking, but uh, and all and they're all wearing sunglasses. But you see one guy in front who's kind of got like this sort of grayish hair that's sort of slicked back very neatly. Uh, and he is being sort of, uh, and with him are two men with sort of red hair that are, you'd probably say like identical. Hmm. Okay, so siblings most likely. All right. And I take this in. I make no, you know, visible um, signs of recognition, but I just, you know, Pretend to examine the sunglasses for a moment before walking over to the others, and I'm going to whisper in a very low, inconspicuous tone, being followed. Don't look. And... They'll just draw their attention to us. Come over here. I'm going to show you some sunglasses. And I, t I lead Zach and whoever else follows over to the sunglasses stand where the mirror is, and so you check our five o'clock. Three men who've been following us for the last two minutes, I'm guessing. Zack takes one look at them, and you just immediately hear him say, Oh, fuck me. You know them? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I do. But uh, the good news is, I know them, which means this is going to be really easy. Give me a second. And you see Zack start, like, intently concentrating on um, on the, the, the reflection. And then all of a sudden you hear him say, All right, got it. Okay, uh, Elliot. That restaurant, uh, it's that one over there, and he sort of like nudges to it, and he sort of like, is it that one on our left? Uh, yes. All right, cool. Uh, get Amanda over here. Everyone just kind of follow my lead. No sudden movements. And so you see, as you move, you kind of see that Zach is like, it's, it seems very much like he's trying to do like times tables in his head, like that sort of concentration. And he's just like, all right. And he sort of like brings Amanda in a little bit closer. He's like, all right, just stick with us. Very slowly, no sudden. Wait, 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 wait. So, so you're saying, wait, I need the root, or I shouldn't eat the root? I should. Okay. Wait. What do you want? She we're turns. Being, she turns towards you. We're being followed. Act cool. <laughs> Amanda leans in really close. Says, "Do not, under any circumstances, ruin this for me. This is the first time, the whole trip, over somewhere that I'm actually into." Well, do what I say, and we'll be fine. Okay. So you guys sort of slowly make your way through the crowd, and then Zach's like, all right, into the restaurant. Into the restaurant. And sort of leads you guys into the restaurant. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at 
listen to these nerds at gmail.com.